0: listening to the sci-fi diner podcast and now bringing you the latest in science fiction
1: movies and television shows here are
2: you here, here,
1: here
3: are you here long and prosper
2: this is a capital we have a little problem with our entrance so we may experience
4: some slight turbulence and then explode i got a bad feeling about this Walter, put the cow away, would you? What's this place? It's a free show.
5: Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is Sci-Fi Diner Conversations. I'm one of your hosts, Scott
1: Herzog. And good evening, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And this is episode 66. Ooh. Order 66. That sounds rather ominous. Yeah,
5: yeah. Do you remember what happened with Order 66? I do, yes. Yes, it changed the fate of the galaxy.
1: Uh, tremendously this is what this, so.
5: This is what this listener feedback episode will do for you listeners.
1: It will change the fate of your galaxy. So it won't. It won't. So listen in, folks.
5: Yeah, so listen in. if you truly want your lives changed... <clears throat> I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways. Oh, uh, moving right along. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, so this is our listener feedback show. 66 of these we've done, and we're Mm -hmm. excited to do another one and chat about stuff that's on the air, stuff that you are calling in about listeners, stuff that you're writing in Facebook about. And it's a jam-packed show, and we have to do it in a little bit less than an hour because we have the guys from Our Fear City we're going to be interviewing. It's going to be an awesome interview. True, I can feel it already. But so, but we are here to talk. Let's start off. What are we watching and reading? And mm-hmm. with the understanding that we will, of course, get into what we're really watching later on in the show. We'll just sure. mention it here. Miles, start us off. What are you watching? What are you
1: reading? Okay, uh, what I'm reading right now. Um, mm-hmm. I just finished the the latest Stargate Atlantis novel, which I enjoyed very much. If if you're a Stargate Atlantis fan and you miss Stargate Atlantis, th- these books in the, in the Legacy series might might help for a while.
5: I can't tell you how many times I've called Miles, only to discover he's curled up in a ball in his bed, weeping because there's no more Stargate Atlantis, and he's holding clutching in his hand these Stargate novels because they're all he has left. It's true, folks. It, it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's quite sad and... Mm-hmm. Um, his mom hands him the phone, and I have to kind of talk him out of it and say, "Come on, we're going to do a podcast." And he comes over, and
1: every little bit helps. But <laughs> yeah, so I finished reading that; fantastic. I hope they keep putting out Stargate Atlantis novels, uh, newer ones. And I just just started, uh, or I put it down, I put it, I picked it back up. There's a new Star Trek. Uh, um, novel in the, in the Titan series that I'm reading right now. Right.
5: And that's with Riker, Command
1: of the Titan, right? That is correct. And uh, enjoying Warehouse 13 and uh, Fringe, um, Young Justice came back on, and uh, also Star Wars Clone Wars came back on. And um, I watched the first one, and that was pretty good.
5: Very good. I'm not watching any of the animated stuff, but mm-hmm. I did watch Fringe. Mm-hmm. I'm caught up on Warehouse 13, except for the finale, but we can talk about that tonight anyways, because mm-hmm. people are going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh So I'm interested to see where they go. I actually thought the week before was the finale or could have been the finale when they reveal that this is all in Artie's head. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm behind woefully on Alphas. I am not watching Once once Upon a Time at this point because I just don't have time. But I (coughs) enjoyed the first season, so I probably will watch it sometime. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fringe, definitely in Fringe. Mm -hmm. And I think that's about it. So... I'm excited about that. The Arrow is not out yet, is it?
1: Arrow's not out yet. I think it's coming up in the next week or two. But I'm definitely going to be making sure my DVR is set to record that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll take it as it is. It'll oh, be Go ahead. Big Bang Theory was... The new Big Bang Theory was last oh, Thursday. Oh, yeah. Who's watching that? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody yeah. at all. Just half our listenership, <laughs> except for me. About 15 million people. Yeah, about
5: 15 million people, except
1: <laughs> for me. And <laughs> I sit here
5: uh, chastised every time we do the show and talk <laughs> about it. But well, very good. I, I'm not watching a lot else... Yeah, just mm-hmm. time right now. Time right now, but... But anyways, let's move on to the show. We Let's start off with some listener feedback from um, Jim Arrowood. You, of course, know him as Kaelas in the show, and he's been on some of our sci-fi rewinds with Logan's Run. Mm-hmm. And don't forget that we are doing a rewind on um, Galaxy Quest, which I did begin watching that up a, a lot and enjoying it a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially, it's interesting, when I first saw that movie, I saw it before I had really gotten into Star Trek. And now Mm -hmm. watching it, that was before I'd gone to my first convention. So going to a convention Mm -hmm. and now into Star Trek, I have a whole different level of appreciation for it. Oh, yeah. So uh, anyways, we'll get into that. Jim Arrowwood. Let's back to Jim Mm -hmm. Arrowwood. He called in, and here's what he had to say. So let's go ahead and play his voicemail.
3: Hey, guys. Kayla's here with some comments on the recent sci-fi rewind show that dealt with Starship Troopers. It seemed to me that you thought it might have been a mistake to rewind troopers, but in my mind nothing could be farther from the truth. It is very easy to comment on a movie that one enjoys because one doesn't have to defend their position when they are in agreement with a majority of people. John's choice of troopers was quite controversial, But I found his comments extremely intelligent, well thought out, and they gave me pause to rethink much of the way I see this movie, as well as the Heinlein novel. Not only that, but I heard some of the deepest listener comments yet in the Rewind series. I urge you not to shy away from movies that are not popular. The Troopers episode was quite possibly the best Rewind so far. As a matter of fact, I should like to go on record that I will probably not care much for the movie selected for the next Rewind, Galaxy Quest. I have never seen it before, but it isn't my kind of sci-fi at all. But we'll see what I really think after I watch it in the near future and prepare comments for Rewind show number 21. Other than that, I am rewatching the last season of Babylon 5, and am about halfway through a book by former astronaut Walter Cunningham entitled All-American Boys. In hopes that it is okay to talk about a book that is not in the sci-fi genre, the author of this book writes in great detail about much of what went on behind the scenes at NASA during the Gemini, Apollo, and Skylab years as well as looking into the Challenger and Columbia accidents from his point of view. It is a slow read, but interesting. At my age, I lived through the times he is writing about, and it is interesting to read how the astronauts were just regular guys, instead of the image of being portrayed as the Boy Scouts that Life Magazine and other media would have had us believe. After finishing this book, of course, I will delve back into more Trek novels from Peter David's Excalibur series. I also picked up a copy of the complete series Earth 2 that ran on NBC from November 94 to June 95. I am looking forward to watching this series again after I finish B5. So I have ordered Galaxy Quest and am reluctantly awaiting its arrival. So until the next rewind, I remain Kalos. Awesome. Yeah, that,
1: uh... Yeah, that that was a that was a great voicemail. Yeah, thank Kalis. you so much,
5: Kalos, for calling and giving
1: us your, your thoughts and
5: wow, Starship Troopers for him one of the best rewinds that we ever did.
1: That's that's high praise considering I am still not a big fan of this movie, but we did get in some really good conversations and we did have some really good listener thoughts on that. But it, it's it's still a movie there, there there is a lot more going on than you know, if if, if you give it if you give it a careful view, you can get a lot out of this movie. And, and,
5: and, there's, and it doesn't mean that we have to like it to get that. True. And, and that, and that becomes, that becomes a thing. It's not like you watch a movie and say, Ooh, yeah, this is the best movie of all time. You may mm-hmm. not feel that way and still be able to, I felt that way when we reviewed equilibrium, that there's a lot more going on to the surface. than we realized when we were talking with Kevin Batchelder about that one.
1: And that's how I feel about the thing also. Yes. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
5: and, mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he actually said, he actually commented that John sounds intelligent, so uh, we should really let John know that so (laughs) so he doesn't, you know, have this complex about it.
1: It's like, oh, I I, um, I made these guys watch this movie, and
4: oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
5: no. Um, And some of the, and and really, uh, Kalos is kind of thanking you listeners for for your contributions because some of the deepest comments
1: from that. Uh,
5: Not looking forward to Galaxy Quest. uh,
1: Kalos, I hope you're not disappointed. I, I, I will, I will, be upset if, if you are but
5: here's the thing i hope with calis's familiarity with track mm-hmm. and i don't know how familiar Kalos is with the con scene but what i would be interested to see is this a social does this film stand up as a social commentary on a star trek mm-hmm. and and B the, the con scene that we often talk about in the show mm-hmm. because i think there there is that in it
1: um it definitely kind of sort of deals with the subculture of people that go to cons. And so.
5: kind of deals with the stereotype of the actors that go to the cons. Yeah. Right? And so I think there is a, there's certainly – is it the same depth of message we're getting from a Rod Hyland novel? Absolutely not. No. But it is certainly going to be some social commentary.
1: Yeah. We're not going to – I mean I'm not going to say we have to turn our brains off when we watch the movie – but it'll be a different level. We're not going to have to think as hard.
5: But we do. But I this does bring up so, Kayla, is there a movie that is somewhat controversial that you would be interested in having us rewind? Yeah, what would you suggest? You know, we, you know, what we have not rewound Blade Runner yet. That ever. is true. And so that certainly would be one. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of people that have talked about it, which I think is one of the reasons we shied away. But maybe there are some others. Mm-hmm. Dark City, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll still take suggestions, but yeah. uh, I, I hope you like Galaxy Quest. If you're a Star Trek, I mean, I'm you know, if if for for me, I mean, I, I thought if you're okay with you know, sort of having a little fun at at your own expense, it you know, it's you, you can enjoy this movie.
5: Well, now the next one on our list, what was Fifth Element? Yeah, is that the way? so? I mean, if we choose to go with the second one, Fifth Element being our next movie, there's certainly some level of depth to that one, right, and some. Cheesy costumes,
1: very cheesy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but, anyways, he talks. He's watching Babylon 5, which, mm-hmm. of course, people are saying I need to watch too, and I'm not watching mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, he's talking about All American Boys, which i have not read, but he's talking about these incidents, and I've lived through most of them. Right, not the I was, early, not the early Gemini. Right. I don't remember the Gemini stuff, but I remember. I remember when Skylab fell back to Earth. Me too. Well, And people were afraid that, oh, this is going to break apart and fall in our houses, and we don't right. know where it's going to land, and mm-hmm. it was this huge fiasco. And so Skylab's one of my early
1: memories of space. Yeah, so, uh, Kalis, I think you might have recommended a book to both of us. and uh, we're, we're always interested in real science, especially when it comes to space on the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Oh, yeah, and
5: it's certainly, it's certainly appropriate. Sure. And, and uh, even though it's a slow read. And Earth 2, I remember Earth 2. I watched that in television. Mm-hmm. So, did you watch Earth 2? I watched a few episodes. I, I didn't watch a whole series. I but didn't,
1: then. but I, it, I, it didn't keep my interest. No.
5: Thank you so much, Kayla, for calling in and giving us your thoughts on Starship Troopers Battle yes. Five. Uh, well, we got an email from JP Harvey, and I maybe should address this first. He said, I can't believe that I find myself listening through the music at the end of each episode. I love the sound, the final rewind that you play at the end of each episode. Is that the same version available from Tyrod's album Public Domain on iTunes? When I sampled the version on iTunes, it seems to have the lyrics throughout, but the version you use sounds entirely instrumental. I'm looking to get the same version you're using. Love that tune. I did download the regular version. The vocals are edgy, maybe more bluntly rough, but I like it. Adds to the mood of the song. How'd you find this band? Okay, so he's talking about... Actually, the music I think we use the intro mm-hmm. with the voices over it, and then at the very end of the show, that I use, um, and it's by Tyrad. Is Tyred? I guess it is T Y R or Triad. Sorry, Tyrad. Triad. Um, so it's Triad, literally. Mm-hmm. And you can find them. Um, you can find them on a site called Jamendo, and they have an album out with the vocals, but then they also have instrumental tracks. And we put it off the inter- instrumental tracks of that album, and it is free to download. Doesn't cost you a cent. Mm-hmm. costs you if you're trying to make money off of it, mm-hmm. which we obviously are not. True. So, um, but that's where you can find us. So Jamendo is J A M E N D O dot com, and the song is called "The Final Rewind," and it's by Triad, and it's off an instrumental album they have. And you'll easily be able to find if you type in stuff into that site.
1: Cool. Yeah.
5: But it is a good song. I find myself listening to it other times too. Mm-hmm. But well, let's move in to some voicemail from Cape Cod Scott, who called in with a little review on Dread.
2: Hey, Scott and Miles, this is Scott from Cape Cod. How you doing? Um, just uh, listened to the last call, and you were asking about any movies we we're going to see. Well, my wife and I went to see Judge Dread. Uh, uh dread yesterday just dread and uh it was cool it was um uh, a lot darker than stallone's that's for sure but uh, but uh apparently it was pretty uh true to the comic books uh which i didn't read but uh i enjoyed dread, the first judge dread and uh this dread was good also um so um, are you ready to go see it you look ready <laughs> hey. hey miles Good night and
5: good luck. See you, Scott. We know that he really calls in just to talk to you, Miles. You know, I'm just kind of a uh, mm-hmm. subset. You know, just I'm here as your sidekick. Uh, <laughs> no comment. No, no comment, that, mm-hmm. but yeah, you look already. Mm-hmm. So he liked dread.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it to see it in theaters, but probably when it comes available to rent. I think I have it on
5: my Netflix queue already, Mm -hmm. and that's the way I feel with a lot of the movies that I just didn't get to see. Mm -hmm. But I'm very glad that he saw it and liked it, and thanks for calling in Cape Cod, Scott, and letting us know your thoughts on it because, you know, I didn't hear a lot. I don't think it did great in the theaters. I didn't hear about it being a smashing success, but... I haven't heard too many bad stuff. No, no. So I think it's kind of as
1: you know... Mm -hmm. Now, Looper is in theater, so listeners, um, if you see Looper.
5: Yeah, that's a movie that I think. definitely want to see. I think that uh, our next call from Rick from Wisconsin talks a little bit about wanting to see that, but mm-hmm. that's something that I do want to see, and I've heard some good things about it.
1: Me too, yeah.
5: So um, I can't wait to see it. It'll probably be DVD, though, if I'm really honest with myself. Mm-hmm. So I lie to myself all the time, and I can't believe whatever i'm saying (laughs) all right let's move into our first voicemail we got two voicemails from rick and the first one he's going to talk about his movies so we'll play that one and then we'll chat a little bit about what he talks about and then we'll play his next one which is on tv shows and uh, he jumps into the discussion on grim a little bit but let's go ahead and hear what he has to say about some of the movies
0: hey scott and miles this is rick from wisconsin I know it's been a long time. I kept, I got quite behind on some of my podcast listening, and every time I felt like calling, you had a new listener show up, and then I would listen to it and think of more things I wanted to say. But I used to give uh, phone calls for podcasts while driving home from work, but I quit using my phone while I drive, so I uh, usually forget when I get home the things I was thinking of saying while listening to the podcast. So here's my first call, which is going to be about movies. I have enjoyed the reviews that Kalis has given, because uh, most of them, I think everything he's reviewed, I've seen, and mostly agree with his reviews. Um, I would have a slight difference of opinion with Battleship. I would compare that movie to Battle Los Angeles with inferior script, and acting, but uh, probably just as good on the special effects. And since I saw it shortly after Avengers, uh, I thought one of the pluses in Avengers was the ACDC ACDC song being in there, and Battleships had two of them. In fact, one was played nearly in its entirety while there was action in the background, and uh, that's a big bonus, in my opinion, on a movie soundtrack. I also enjoyed Men in Black. If you liked the others, you will like this one. I have not seen the most recent uh, Resident Evil before this one, so I'm not probably going to catch this one in the theater. Although I did watch the earlier films, and if I get caught up, uh, I'll probably do it on DVD. I did enjoy Prometheus and probably anything else that you guys have talked about. uh, I've seen. Uh, I'm looking forward to the movie Looper this coming weekend, I think uh, and combining Bruce Willis, Time Travel and uh, Hitman all in one movie is, is uh, like a triple winner for me. I wanted to give a couple comments on your sci-fi rewind show that it, Logan's Run, in addition to having a spin-off TV series, also had a spin-off comic book that Marvel Comics produced
3: which was,
0: I uh, can't remember which I saw first, if it was the television show or the comic book, but I had to go back and watch the movie when I was a little older, because I, I saw it on television, and uh, wasn't an adult until I saw the unedited version. Uh, it was one of my favorite movies that I have on DVD, and uh, don't really have anything to add to it, except that there was a, Different podcast that also reviewed it around the same time as you guys did. And they talked a little bit more about the making of the movie and some things like that, which I enjoyed. So um, if you're interested in hearing more, look on the uh, Treks and Sci-Fi podcast for that. And uh, Starship Troopers coming up. Uh, yeah. That is one of my favorite books. Robert Heinlein is one of my favorite authors. I have about 20 of his books. He was. Uh, one of my favorites when I got into science fiction, uh, along with H.G. Wells and Jules Verne and uh, some of the other old-time uh, sci-fi writers. And uh, so many of his books were good. Uh, there's others that I think are more deserving of being made into a film if they were done well. Uh, the movie was probably about a even split to me of material that was actually in the book and material that wasn't. And, um, I, the movie was okay, but, uh, it could have been better done. that's what I would say. Thanks.
5: All right. Well, Rick, thank you so much for calling in and giving us a lot to chat on as far Mm -hmm. as a variety of movies that you've seen this summer. He certainly has gotten to the theater a little bit more than I have.
1: <laughs> Me too. I'm almost yeah. jealous. <laughs> and, I, and let's say
5: if, from here at the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, we say it is very good that you are not calling and talking
1: on your cell phone while you're driving. That's against the law in some states now. It is. It is. And maybe that's why
5: he's not doing it. But even so, it's just not safe. No.
1: So we're glad you're so. being safer. Otherwise. I,
5: You know, I, it always feels a little bit safer if you have it plugged into your stereo system and you aren't actually holding your phone. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know if that's allowed in some states. So I don't know all the details with that. I mean, but, but anyways, it's a good yeah. thing that you are not doing that, and and we too enjoy Kalis's call-ins and his reviews of movies because he gives a pretty th- thorough, thoughtful. He g- he gives movies a much more thought than I do.
1: No, I I'm, I I love Kalis yeah. uh, calling in. He he his 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 reviews are always uh, yeah. spot on.
5: And um and hey, if you put an AC the message of Battleship is that if you put an ACDC song in it, Rick will like it. <laughs> That's really it because, and the fact that it had two mm-hmm. just notched it up just a little bit more.
1: Mm.
5: You know, the only thing that would have made it better is that it would have had a better script. But come on, we can deal with explosions, blow ups if there's two ACD TC song, songs in the back.
1: Yeah, I'll probably, I might watch this when it's, 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 um, I, I don't know if it's even my cue, but it might be available on DVD now. It, but
5: it might be, mm-hmm. you think it would be because it didn't do that great in the theaters, and often they move those quickly to DVD after that is true. But but just just for, you know, some, some good mindless entertainment. Yeah. Men in Black, we've talked about before. I did see it and liked it. And I agree mm-hmm. that if you watch the other ones and enjoy the other ones, you'll enjoy Men in Black 3.
1: Yeah, I didn't see it. I do want to see it, though. Did you
5: see one and two? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's that same type of humor. Mm-hmm. And, and it works. Resident Evil, I am looking forward to the new movie, but I have watched all of those in the treadmill, and that's probably where I'll watch them again. Mm -hmm. Although I'm not treadmilling much anymore, I'm out running. Ran my first half marathon this past weekend.
1: Congratulations. 13
5: miles. I'm still alive and walking, and I have Mm -hmm. all my legs yet, so, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I beat my goal, I wanted to do it in under two hours, and did it in an hour and 51 minutes, so, Mm -hmm. that's an eight and a half minute mile, so... We'll see how my marathon goes when I run it in Philly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Those of you out there, keep me in your thoughts as I die. But (laughs) uh, and Looper, we of course are looking forward to Looper that just came out and we haven't heard any reviews on it. So Rick, if you get to see Looper, please let us know what you thought
1: because I'm interested in this movie. Oh yeah, I saw the trailers for this and I I, I do want I I may, you know, spend the extra bucks to go see it in theaters. Did you did you know that Logan's Run had a comic book that spun off of it? I didn't know that, but, you know, it doesn't surprise me, but I was not aware at all that there was Logan's Run complex. It books.
5: makes me wonder, did that pick up after the movie? Does it take a different angle? Or is it just kind of recycling life in the city? I mm-hmm. mean, where's it going? You yeah. know, where's the future of it? Maybe, uh, maybe Rick, maybe you know that as well, and you could give us a little bit of insight into that.
1: Yeah, because the TV series, it, 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 it definitely, I mean, went in a different direction because it was, you know, it was not... I mean, there was resolution in the movie, in, in the TV series. There, it's Logan Logan, and Jessica are running. So it's, it's it's more of an ongoing thing. So it's a totally, it's a different direction um, than what they did in the movie.
5: Yeah. Yeah, Starship Troopers, one of his favorite books, huh? So, so people, right? people continue to come out of the woodwork to talk about Starship Troopers and loving that. Mm-hmm. And, and it is a novel that I probably should read. I've read some of Highland's stuff, but the Starship Troopers... I just don't remember it being one of them, mm-hmm. and maybe I did, but it just it didn't stick out to me as being something that really impacted me or something that stayed with me. But
1: well, maybe it would now. Yeah, maybe.
5: It certainly, I think I would. I think if I read it, I would read it with a different lens mm-hmm. after rewinding the movie. So, absolutely. Well, let's move in to uh, Rick's second uh, voicemail here. He's going to talk about some TV shows that he is watching.
0: Hi, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling for the Sci-Fi Diner podcast and uh, calling about television shows. I wanted to give you more uh, of an opinion about Grimm. I was someone that, when it first came on, I think uh, my wife and I watched the first three episodes together, and then there was a schedule conflict with other shows that we were um, more interested in, and we kind of quit watching it, And then after the season was entirely over, our cable company had it available on demand. Uh, All the episodes were available, and we ended up getting caught up. It really took me until four or five episodes from the end of the first season to decide if I really liked the show. I was very ambivalent uh, up to that point, but I kept watching it, hoping it would get better to the point that I'd like it. And I liked it at the end. Uh, My wife says the reason was because there was a story arc where things in one episode were leading into the next episode, which is the kind of storytelling I really enjoy. And uh, the season two episodes, the four that they showed so far, were all uh, superior. I think uh, better than most of what the first season was Uh, gives me high hopes for the second season to be that much better today. I am very interested now in seeing each episode as they come out. Uh, person of interest will be great to have back on. Uh, we watched Falling Skies, really enjoyed it. Again, the season was too short and uh, enjoyed seeing uh, Terry O'Quinn on there. But like you said, you, you always know something bad's happening when he shows up. Uh, we are also enjoying Warehouse 13. Uh, looking forward to once upon a time coming back on. Uh, the new shows, Revolution. We watched the pilot and enjoyed it, and uh, I'm looking forward to Final Resort. It's not truly a sci-fi show, but I think of it as a futuristic show because uh, I don't think it's our present government uh, type of a setting uh, that would allow the the story to happen. But it's kind of a what if kind of a of a story series. So at least from the previews, it looks that way. I want to talk about a couple older shows you mentioned. Babylon 5 uh, was a fantastic series. It was the series where the entire concept of the story was known to the creator before they filmed any episodes. And sort of like Lost, it was a continuing story, but it was better than Lost in the sense that it answered more of the questions that you didn't know. But you did have to wait for them. Some things that were in the pilot episode uh, were mysteries until the middle of the third season. Uh, But the story did play out. And it was the first show that I ever watched episodes a second, a third, and even a fourth time to look for details. And that I would talk to other people that were watching it about, you know, what's going on with this show the way that I did when Lost came on. Um, so I would recommend it highly, uh, Merlin, my wife and I watched the first couple seasons and then, uh, we didn't know it was back on and we kind of fell behind and we just never went back to watching it. So I don't know if maybe someday I'll get caught up on Netflix or something with like that, but, uh, it's dropped off of our radar. Thanks.
5: All right. So let's run down through some of the stuff that he's talking back and thank you again, Rick, for calling in and let us know some of the shows that you're watching. Right. Yeah. So person of interest, we've talked about this before. If CBS could get their head into the digital age and actually wouldn't fear having people buy it off of iTunes or putting it on Hulu mm-hmm. or you know not, or Amazon video, then I'd be watching Person of Interest because I really enjoyed the show. As it is, first seasons on Netflix, that's what I'm gonna be watching.
1: Mm-hmm. CBS needs to change with the times. They
5: do need to change with the times. Graham, he said. Here, I thought it was interesting the way he worded Graham. He said Graham. He was undecided until the last five episodes. Hmm. So that's...
1: he's definitely giving the show a shot. I, I saw a trailer for upcoming episode and it did look interesting. Yeah, he's saying that the new season is superior to anything in their first
5: season. So and so. He liked the show because of the story arc in it, and it does sound like this is a show that I will have to give a fair shake sometime, and I just can't have it.
1: yeah, hoping maybe Netflix will have it available for streaming. yeah, well, they at least have it i think I think
5: the uh, Grimm is available for uh, on DVD, so I think I have it in the queue for that okay uh, Fallen skies episodes too short, too short of a
1: season. Yeah, I, I, I wish it could have ran longer, too. Yeah, but if it had
5: run longer, then I would have had much more TV shows I couldn't be watching. So
1: maybe it. it's a good thing in yeah, order for summer. me,
5: uh, Selfishly, it's good for me. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to Once Upon a Time, and we've talked about that before, I'm not watching that this season because mm-hmm. of time.
1: Revolution, like the opening episode, did you watch the sequel, the second? I, I, I am caught up on Revolution. I, I'm really liking it. Um, I, I think it, You know, I think NBC got it right this time as far as, um, I mean, some may say it's not technically a sci-fi show, but it's a
5: post-apocalyptic show. That's sci-fi.
1: Yeah. And why the, why the power is out. So um, I'm hooked so far. So far, I'm really liking what I'm seeing.
5: Yeah. Someone mentioned, I think I read somewhere across the wire, wire that between the pilot and the actual filming of the season, they kind of shifted directions just a little bit. But I haven't noticed that hugely. I did notice that in the pilot, they covered a ton of ground in an hour. And mm. and some of it was coincidental. Like, did they show up in the city and happen to find Miles? Mm. You know, which, by the way, I like the name of this character. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, he's named after you. He's so, named after me, yes. So someone's <laughs> a fan of the Sci-Fi Diner, and they just aren't telling
1: you. Uh, well, royalty checks.
5: Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's... Uh, but then I think the show is playing out a little bit more like a television show in the second...
1: Episode. Now it has an A and a B plot where I'm still learning the names of the characters, but the, there are
5: a lot of characters. One yeah. of the things that frustrated my wife watching the second episode because we watched together mm-hmm. was okay, now who's this character? Because there's yeah. a
1: lot of characters that they threw at us. But the the, the 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 two people that were traveling with the with the girl, they're kind of on their own mission now, um looking at get, getting this device or whatever to this woman and um, it's interesting. It's not just, there, there's no electricity, you know, on that, you know, in your houses or whatever. It's, you know, even batteries don't work. Anything that uses a battery. Yeah. So it, it's, it's de- whatever this is, it's, it's, it's probably something that's man-made. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so you have a mystery going on. What, what, what's going on here? And this last episode where they had a few seconds of you know he could listen to uh, Marvin Gaye and uh, the woman could look at the pictures of her kids on her iPhone it was just you know it was a very emotional scene
5: right right mm-hmm. yeah so that was last night's episode yeah okay i haven't watched it yet. oh
1: i'm sorry <laughs> no no don't worry you can spoil it i, mm-hmm. I admit, it's it's in the queue it's downloading right now so but there's um well they they give you more clues about how the militia came to be and um uh. and so which gives us more layers i mean right now it looks like the militia is just this evil force that's in the world, but uh, the
5: characters are too multidimensional in both of mm. them, both the one that was tracking them. And then the black guy that's working for Monroe. Right. Uh, there's, there's, there's multiple layers of these characters. These characters are interesting because you want to, you want to read them all saying, Oh, he's working for Monroe. They're terrible. They're bad. And mm-hmm. he's not, they're not, they're not just all bad.
1: It, it, it it's not black and white there are sh- you know definitely shades of gray with these people,
5: so a little bit like Battlestar playing out in this in that
1: way so yeah so uh, the writing so far is fantastic and it, it's just you know we've had the pilot in, the, in in the last two episodes i'm really liking this show and
5: Let's hope that it
1: continues. Ho- hopefully they can keep the momentum going. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And
5: Warehouse 13, we've talked about enjoying Warehouse 13. The right. finale just wrapped up. So it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts, listeners, on the finale. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. We do have some of your feedback on that. Mm-hmm. Final Resorts, don't know much about.
1: No, nothing about uh, Final Resorts. Babylon
5: 5, and again, it's sounds a show. like it's a show I should be watching. And me I'm too, not. me too, yeah. And Merlin, never watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> well, talking about... Grim, let's go ahead and head and listen. Uh, to, oh, is it um, who's from the Delta? Quadrant? Oh, JD, JD from the Delta Quadrant. He's going to talk a little bit more about uh, Grim since uh, Rick just talked about it, and then we'll get into Craig's voicemail here.
4: Hey, it's JD from the Delta Quadrant again, responding to your response to my uh, my grim voicemail. Um, Okay, if it's a time constraint thing, I can't say I don't understand that because there's a ton of shows that people have told me that I need to watch after the fact and uh, or during the show's run when there's a couple of seasons already in the bag and it's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, there's no way. Got time constraints, got kids, got a fiancé, got a house, got pets. Um <laughs> You know, there's only, like you guys said, there's only so much time in the day and there's only so many shows that you get a chance to watch. And, well, some are priorities, although I will be watching Once Upon a Time because we're also huge fans of that. I'm looking forward to that coming back. Um, I dvr the pilot of Revolution last night. Uh, we'll probably watch that tonight. So if I have any thoughts on the pilot I'll share them with you guys Uh, or it could be one of those shows where I have to give it a couple of episodes before I uh, start to think it over and actually have a viewpoint on Uh, because you know some shows you can go by the pilot and some shows it's just sort of like well that was okay let's see what else we got so uh yeah um and uh being human, looking forward to seeing that, but miles, I hear what you're saying. It is a depressing show it's uh there's
0: some episodes that are
4: sort of happy in terms of there's moments where uh, the characters can be happy, and then there's uh, plenty of other moments where it's like wow this is can this get any darker uh, no, not really so but um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys watch Grim whenever you get a chance, even if it's a couple of years from now, hopefully I'll still hear your thoughts then. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's that. Um, you know, there was something else I was going to say, but I really, I, I don't remember what it was. So maybe I'll call back when I do. Um, but, uh, all right. I will talk to you guys later. Uh, uh, live long and podcast, copyright
1: talent. <laughs> nice. Um, JD, uh, again, great hearing from you, and um, best of luck as you and, and Matt take over uh, for the uh, Delta Quadrant um, uh, podcast. They've, uh, a couple of their co-hosts have decided to move on to other projects, and uh, so they'll, they'll be looking for um, other people to who may want to consider being permanent co-hosts for them. Any interest for you? There's a lot of interest, but because of my, my, my schedule, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it. Oh, yeah. Do they have a certain day they record? They, they record Sunday evenings, and unfortunately, I work every other weekend, or else I'd be begging to to join yeah, them. Well, because... maybe
5: you could be a rotating guest host. And that. You hear that, JD, rotate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but
1: uh, no, I, I plan on being on with them again sometime, maybe in a few weeks, uh, to talk about another episode. And, and sometime soon, hopefully, we'll be able to be review uh, start the, the 2009 Star Trek movie. So, but if you're a Star Trek Voyager fan, uh, the Delta Quadrant is a great uh, uh, Star Trek Voyager podcast. Listen. They to. should
5: be the one giving away the Janeway print.
1: Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we're giving away the Janeway print, and no one seems to want it. Uh, I'm not sure.
5: Yeah, no, we're gonna we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. But anyway,s it's great to uh, to hear from him. And he does
1: understand.
5: It sounds like he has yeah. a life outside of he, yeah. uh, out of outside of uh sci-fi and. and mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but we do have to have lives.
1: But, but at so. the same time, J.D., I, I just want you to know, like I, I, I saw a trailer for the last uh, Grimm episode, and I thought, this does look really interesting. And it's something that probably is right up my alley.
5: Yeah. And uh, Once Upon a Time, like I said, is something I do want to watch I'm not watching right now. And last year I found I watched it from April to May. I watched it the entire season of that. and Maybe I'll do that this year again. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad to hear he DVR'd Revolution it'll be interesting to hear what he thinks about it after three or four episodes right yeah and being human so he he agrees uh, it's depressing it's it's depressing (laughs) but it has one thing in particular going for it and that's Sam Witwer
1: it's a very well when I first started watching I thought it was very well written the characters had depth but it was just it was just so dark that um, I would need Prozac after you know if I watched it long term (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Prozac.
5: Miles prescribing
1: it. So, so yeah, that's, I, I, I couldn't handle watching that show all the whole time.
5: Yeah. Well, thanks, J.D., for calling in and giving us your thoughts and, uh, and understandings. Uh, yes. Thanks for understanding. Yeah, thanks for understanding. And uh, we do value your opinion, and feel free to suggest other shows that we can't watch in mm-hmm. the future. Because <laughs> so, that might happen. Uh, Craig called in, and uh, let's hear what he has to say. And it's in regards to me reading uh, The Elfstones of Shannara. Hmm. Hey, guys. Craig from PA
2: calling in for some news. Uh, congratulations on starting your and uh, finishing your reread of Sword of Shannara, and I think you're on to Elfstones. I'm a big fan. read it a long, long time ago. Uh, anyway, big fan here of you guys, uh, and Game of Thrones, and I kind of, uh, you know, Legend of Seeker, they ruined that. Uh, here's the news. Uh, they are opting to get Sword of Shannara, actually Elfstones of Shannara, onto the little screen. Uh, they had rights to forget what well, company had rights to it for the big screen, and they lost those rights, and now they're trying, to, somebody else is trying to get it, uh, on the TV. Not sure if it's going to be cable or, uh, regular channel, hopefully cable, because we know we can do it right. Uh, so bring on the sword, bring on the Elfstones, and, uh, hopefully Terry Brooks will be like George R. R. Martin and stay involved, unlike uh, that other Terry I won't mention. All right, guys. Also, listen to the
5: next podcast. Take it easy. Bye. Thanks, Craig, for calling in and uh, sharing your thoughts. He sounds like a fantasy guy, right? Yes. All the shows he's mentioning there, you know, I heard. I did hear this news, and I and I heard it while I was in the middle of my reread of the Elfstones, which I just finished not that long ago. I guess last early last week I finished the Elfstones, and. And I began to say, okay, now what would this look like if they bring this to the screen? Why bring the Elfstones of Shannara and not the Sword of Shannara, which is the actual book that started everything? Mm-hmm. And and I think the reason is, is you have multiple storylines, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two, there's action and danger throughout. There is a pseudo-love interest happening throughout. And I think as you look at all that playing into the story, It has all that above the Sword of Shannara. It would make for a very interesting TV series. Hmm. And it is just one book, and it certainly can stand alone. Even though it's called the Sword of Shannara series, there's no sword ever mentioned except in Casual Passing. Okay. Because the sword plays into the initial book, and that's it. Hmm. So I'm excited, and I agree. They really almost need to do it as a cable series.
2: Mm -hmm.
5: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, you know. Again, who's going to pick it up? It sounds like it's being shopped around, so which doesn't tell us that it's actually going to be made.
1: Yeah, it doesn't tell us much at all.
5: Oh, we need. Uh, there's no. I mean, the pilot's not made yet, and uh, there's a lot that needs to be done. But. Mm-hmm. And uh, but.
1: Well, for sort of Shinar fans, uh,
5: uh, I'm excited, and so I'm with you, Craig. I'm excited about it. Let's bring it on. I'm all for supporting this. Terry Brooks, this has my vote, but let's make sure it's done right if it is made.
1: Right, I mean, you know? I, know, I know there's a lot of there's some dissatisfaction, and there's a the, huge bar that's been set because of the Game of Thrones series, right. which you've really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, I did enjoy it. I've only seen season one so far, but I've really liked it. Yeah, yeah, especially the nudity. I'm just yeah, kidding. let's. <laughs> but there's a Scott, lot. Of, you just a, don't get it.
5: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other reasons to enjoy it. All right. Anyways, thank you again for calling in. Let's move into some uh, email. And we actually got a couple of uh, emails from Lee.
1: And why don't you read the uh, first email from Lee here? Okay. Hi, guys. Just uh, listened to the show and it was great as usual. Just a few comments that I am surprised that Miles is not watching Grimm, even as a Star Trek geek, I, just like him. I do love watching Grimm, but to each his own. I am all caught up on Grimm, and it's getting better and better, and the the Hank on board, no telling how things are going to go. I did watch Revolutions online, and it's okay, but let's see how the the season goes, and before I add any more to that, it's just okay for now. I did not tell you guys, but the ending of Falling Skies was great, and I'm looking forward to the next season. That's it for now. We'll try to catch up on the rest of your podcast next few days from the lost mind of Lee. Cheers.
5: Yeah. So uh, another grim fan mm-hmm. and
1: kind of ambivalent regarding revolutions. Yeah, I'd be curiously after these next two episodes if you change your mind. I... Right. Let's see what he thinks about it, and mm-hmm. you know, see how it. And
5: he loved the finale of Bones mm-hmm. guys.
1: Now, if I'm not mistaken, revolutions is on ten o'clock at night. Probably because of all the violence. I mean you you have people My like, guess and
5: I don't pay attention to that cuz I get it through iTunes,
1: iDVR, yeah. but I think I am pretty sure it's on tech. I mean for, for for TV show, I mean there's a lot of people getting shot shot with bullets and shot with arrows. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Um, and there there is. Mm-hmm. And it's uh violent but it's great.
1: Oh, it's Oh, I love and it. It's
5: great. <laughs> uh, he also wrote in and said, "Wow, 150th episode. Congrats guys, you deserve a pat in the back and a job well done. Another great episode and boy, a ton of info. I just don't know where to start." Great interview, even though the blank holes that kept the blank holes that kept coming into the room making noise. Oh, uh, who did we do for the hundred fifty oh Oh, it's it was the um, Jonathan Young, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Young. So there must have been some noise into the room, but still mm-hmm. nice interview. And it's good to hear that Jonathan may be back in TV in the future. And now, a big thanks to you guys for the prize. I have already sent my address, and we we'll be waiting for that to arrive in the mail soon. Yeah, it's still sitting here, Miles. All the prizes, they'll get out tomorrow. I promise. Okay, Scott. I promise. It's his fault, folks. My fingers are crossed. They will get out tomorrow or Thursday at the latest. Might be Thursday, but I I have them here. They're actually packaged, ready to go. Um, I would like to thank Miles for the info on the new fan base show, Star Trek Renegades. It looks most interesting... Thing that's come out in some time, and looking forward to seeing it more. And I do hope that Michael Dorn can somehow get his project off the ground. And just like Miles, I would watch it anywhere. I was never a big fan of RoboCop one, and always thought I always thought that it, uh, RoboCop. I always thought it was just okay. Hope the new rendition will be better and more appealing to larger audiences. I too was shocked that Michael Clark had died. What a great guy! And he did a ton of stuff in his short career with that big smile and voice. It will be missed. And last but not least. The Avengers' shield that Joss is putting together, I'm just not sure how that's going to go over on TV. It seems like this type of show that comes on TV, they're too cartoonish and fall flat in their faces. But since it's Joss, I do have some hope that it will rock the socks, rock out socks, uh, rock the socks off. Only time will tell. Again, guys, thanks for the prize. We'll talk to you soon from The Lost Minor League. Now, let me say this. We did get this news, of course, some more details on S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And we do know that if this is done and he brings the Firefly flair to the characters, mm-hmm. this has potential to be a good show.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I mean, I, yeah, with, with it in Joss hands, I, I trust it's going to go well. So in Joss, we trust, is that what you're saying?
5: Yeah. In Joss, we trust. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and what else do you mention? I guess you mentioned Star Trek renegades.
1: Yes. And, um, yeah, no, nothing new on the horizon. No new trailers, uh, we're hoping maybe to interview the folks from Star Trek Renegade sometime in not-too-distant future. and uh, uh, Arrange it, and we'll be good. And, uh, no, I, I we'll talk anything. more about that. We'll
5: talk more about that, but that would be
1: nice to bring them
5: on. Mm-hmm. So, and he also wrote in one, one other thing. He said, while well, I'm at it, I watched Prometheus last night. It's been a while since I've seen any movie. Anyway, I found the movie slow but watchable. We get the idea of how everything came about, where the aliens come from, and how it got started. It was interesting, but that's not something I would like to see over and over again. I'm a little behind in your guys' podcast, but Azusa account will get cut up, and thanks for the prize. And talk to you soon. So, so again, thanks for writing in, Lee. Lost yes. mindedly, we don't we don't view your mind as being lost. Um, and if it is really lost, I'll send miles out to find it.
1: I'll do my best. He'll do
5: his best, you know, mm-hmm. him and uh, Sherlock and everything else. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, uh, Prometheus is on my watch list.
1: Yeah, I would like to see that too. I heard
5: great things about it tons of listeners have loved this. Mm-hmm. I need
1: to see it. Yeah, me too and I've heard from a couple people this this movie you got to see maybe two times to get it. Yeah.
5: Well, let's move into some comments that came on Facebook and we'll try to run through these fairly quickly. We had a premiere of something called Neighbors and uh the it's aliens aren't so different after all. And um it has been apparently one of the most talked about new shows in the fall. It would be a good thing, but that has been the case for the neighbors. The Wacky Series tells the story of a family that moves into a community completely populated by aliens. So there's that's the premise of it. Right. Um, and we had people that
1: were, well, let's read what you guys were saying. And why don't you read the first comment? We'll do every other one. So this is from Art. Art says, I watched it and it was a train wreck. The ABC executive uh, the Greenlit should be fired.
5: Yeah. Uh, Radu said, wow, this is probably the stupidest show I ever watched. Can't wait for the next episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad it's good. And then he said, and then I'll probably be done with it forever.
1: <laughs> I, I guess I get, well, it's a train wreck, and you just have to see it. You have to, you, have to, you have to see it for yourself. Yeah.
5: And Art wrote back in and said, although the one positive was there's no laugh track <laughs> because there was nothing funny to laugh at. So, right. um, so, let me get this. Art and Radu, you are recommending the show. You're saying that this is a show that Miles and I should not watch, right?
1: Yeah.
5: We should not miss. Probably not watch. We
1: <laughs> probably shouldn't watch it. We probably know. shouldn't watch it, yeah.
5: Uh, all right, let's move right on. So, Neighbors, no. No go for Neighbors. Let's talk about Big Bang Theory. It came back with Avengers. And what did you think about it, Miles?
1: I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, I liked the angles they did with uh, Wallowitz. And, and his wife and mother and what they were doing with, um, uh, with Sheldon and Penny, but, uh, not so much with, uh, Raj and with, uh, um, I, I said, no, Penny and, um, um, I, I meant, um, uh, um, Amy and, um, oh, shoot, um,
5: you're losing your geek cred. Yes. The geek meter is going down mm-hmm. tonight, folks. You witnessed it here on the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Yes, Amy and
1: Sheldon. <laughs> exactly. uh, Amy and Sheldon, was, the Amy and Sheldon angle was entertaining. Uh, the, the Raj angle, not so much. The, the Penny Leonard angle, not so much either. So um, ho- hopefully next week's will be better.
5: Yeah. Jason said he liked Stewart, that Stewart is now going to be a part of the main cast, like seeing how Howard in space and Sheldon quoting Spider-Man to Amy.
1: Yeah, that was good. That was good. You want to take the next one? So Art says, The Spider-Man speech was great. Was the space station scenes filling with those anti-gravity trainers? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, But right now, Wallowitz is in space. Yeah, oh, very good. Lee
5: said, Loved a great bit with the Spider-Man speech and the other great one-liners. We get to see how Howard's going to handle his mother and wife troubles. Season's off to a great
1: start. Right. And Jay says, I imagine a scene where Howard... Uh, walks into a room and sees his mother and Bernadette. I, I assume he means on a space station.
5: Oh, be well, hmm. anyway, cool. Again, I'm not watching it. But you liked the episode overall. Not the best episode for you, but a good episode. Yeah,
1: not, yeah.
5: That's the way you'd rate it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's talk about Fringe. We both watched Fringe. And what did you think about the Fringe premiere here? Uh,
1: I, I enjoyed it very much. Thought uh, it was it was interesting. I just, what's Walter going to do next?
5: Well, you know, and here's the thing. I did feel like they said, Ooh, there's this master plan in Walter's brain, and oh, he doesn't have it anymore. And then we have this little dandelion ray of hope at the end. I, I like the episode, but if that's all we get with that whole device thing and they got to figure out another way to defeat the observers, okay, it's an okay launching point, but mm-hmm. it was kind of an uh, ambivalent episode. Not my favorite fringe episode, but
1: I love seeing him in the future. A couple things. I, I-, I thought. The episode where they showed them the future in last season, Walter was all gung-ho. I thought this was like before they had removed part of his brain. He was just, you know, this was a take-charge Walter and now he, he's kind of regressed back to...
5: He still a take-charge Walter up
1: to the point where he's kidnapped. Well, and even that those... those Watching him get tortured by the observer that was, was tough. that was hard scene. That was him. a hard that was a hard sell but for me. very very well acted by John Noble. Yeah,
5: absolutely, absolutely. Jen M from New York said, I thought it was pretty good, kinda of crazy to think that they're in this blade runner kind of futuristic setting with a grown up daughter. I kind of wonder if Walter told the observer anything or not. I love the song he started listening to in the car so far so good. I think they're off to a good start. Mm-hmm.
1: Do I do the next one? Sure. Neil says, great start. It seemed that the main thing the observer got was uh, uh, Henrietta. Yeah. And he said the hashtag for the show was they are here.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Judger said, great episode. They hit the mark in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I suppose we'll hear that in fringe
1: casting. Uh, Sammy says, it was great. Ben I thought it might be. Uh, gave a couple tears.
5: Yeah. Lee said, it's begging. It's the beginning of the end, but a great kickoff to this season. Can't wait till the next episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Radu says, "Great start. The observers are badass. So is Walter.
5: Yeah, John Noble, according to Carl, deserves a truckload of Emmys, and we could not agree more. Mm-hmm. And he's just totally unrecognized.
1: Right? Yeah, he he definitely needs to be rewarded for his great acting. Um, I, I wrote in, I liked it. It was it was hard watching Walter get tortured. So." so and I, I, I guess I'm losing some geek cred here, but so I'm trying to remember: was Astrid in the Amber too, or did she live for the last 20 years? Good star so far. And, yeah. and Jay was kind enough to remind me that they did free her from the Amber when they freed Peter. Yeah. Mike Crate
5: said, "Absolutely loved this episode. Exactly what I wanted after a glimpse into that world last season." Mm-hmm. So a lot of positive reviews here.
1: Yeah, so positive yeah.
5: reviews. So mm-hmm. people uh, absolutely loved it, and I just like the dandelion again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you know that you can actually roast dandelion stems and roots to make coffee? Coffee? They, they should do that. It would A uh, coffee-like substitute.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know they, that.
5: And they need that in this future because there's no coffee. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, the Doctor Who farewell, Emmy, uh, Emmy uh, Doctor Who f- says farewell to Amy and Rory, and people responded with their thoughts about this. I've not watched this episode, but let's hear what people are saying. So
1: Jennifer says, I thought it was a fitting end for our beloved Rory and Amy. Not so permanent ending as I thought it was going to be. Because isn't that the thing about uh, time travel? Because the tombstone did say they lived all through the 80s, although thinking that Amy lived for a couple of more years after Rory did. Very good. And can you read the next one? Uh, Jennifer writes in again, sorry, I accidentally hit return before I was finished. So that thought that Amy lived longer and alone a couple of more years is sad to me. I did have a couple of issues ready to just in Tissue. ready, tissues, just in case probably issues
5: too. Like, tissues. Yeah.
1: It sounds like they're, yeah. The, the real sad part is, is really watching the doctor's reaction to losing them. I've always liked that. He treated both of them, including Rory with the same fondness other than the way they, they have treated another se- semi-companion, Mickey. He was really uh, always a side thought, but it's not like Rory R- rivers, riversong can't go visit them. Why not the doctor? I guess that's the one thing about time travel paradoxes that can really boggle the mind. And I really uh, hate these short seasons. They get you all revved up and t- all excited about new episodes. And, and now we have to wait till Christmas for a new episode. Oh, the pain of my two hearts. Just hope the doctor doesn't travel alone. I don't think it'll be a very good idea. It's so lonely.
5: Yeah. Well, she's not done. She's not done. She said, plus, it was also great to have another episode set in New York. I remember when they were filming here, I wished they could have run over to Central Park and see them. But I was working at the time. Dang it. But a fast question. Was that supposed to be with the Twin Towers in the background or not? Cause that was the one thing about was distracting. Cause if it's so, then what time are they supposed to be in? Before nine eleven or present time? That's just a cool mind as I was watching, hmm. and I haven't watched it yet. But uh, according to Jason, said it's before nine eleven. They
1: were in nineteen thirty eight. So I guess they're supposed to be there. Okay, In nineteen thirty eight. Yeah. The towers would n- mm. not be there in thirty eight. Yeah. So uh, before. Yeah. So mm.
5: who knows? Yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Uh, so Jen, Jen says um, when they were in the park at the beginning, reading the book. Yeah,
5: there's a, there there's it's the shape of the buildings. I guess it were kind of reminiscent of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Mike Crate said it was a suitable moving through. It was suitable moving, although uh, it was a suitable ending. Though exactly how he's going to explain this to Rory's dad, we're going to see it. I wonder how they will scale the show down a little to get back to less flamboyant episodes that made this series success in the first place. Obviously, the U.S. dollar is being chased, and I can't say I don't enjoy their specials, but it's getting more like a U.S. show rather than a British show. Oh, okay. yep. And Neil uh, Ottenstein said, yes, good episode, unless a doctor can't visit anywhere on Earth from 1938 until the day they die. I can't see can, how I can never see them again.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay says he said something about a fixed timeline. Yeah, we'll see what happens.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, let's skip uh, Once Upon a Time, because we're almost out of time. We have an interview coming up. I did want to share one thought um, you posted a picture about how authors, you don't piss off an author because they'll put you in the book and kill you. Yes. Um,
1: that was from our friend uh, Dayton Ward.
5: Yeah, but Neo Ottenstein said that, that such a thing is called Tuckerization. Hmm. Tuckerization is the act of using a person's name in an original story as an in-joke. The term is derived from Wilson Tucker, a pioneering American science fiction writer, fan, and fanzine editor who made a practice of using his friends' names for minor characters in his stories. For example, Henry... Harry Harrison's To the Stars character, old Lundwall, who commands Severidge, uh, uh, Severidge, would have retired a decade ago, but he's still the best there is. Sam J. Lundwall was a well-known Swedish science fiction publisher and writer, as well as a godfather of Harrison's daughter. A tuckerization could also be the use of a person's character or personal attributes with a new name as an in-joke, such as Arnstein in the S.M. Sterling's Island in the Sea of Time trilogy, clearly modeled on its good friend Harry Turtledove, albeit in alternate history of Turtledove. mm mm-hmm. So that's what Tuckerization is.
1: Okay. Well, I guess that's con-
5: You learn something new here. And from our listeners. Yeah. Well, we are out of time. We did not get a chance to talk about Once Upon a Time. Um there's uh that picture you posted that's not sci fi related that got a lot of discussion about it.
1: Right. I posted it looks like an earlier season from Big Bang Theory with uh Penny sort of in a Wonder Woman esque costume with a rope around the boys, um and uh One of our listeners thought that... um, It was not really a sci-fi show. But uh, to to many of us, it sort of is.
5: Enough geek references in it. And uh, 66, I guess, 666 Park Avenue, uh, Terry Quinn show is... uh, Jen M saw it wasn't excited about it, but
1: that's all. Mm-hmm. We got to get out of
5: here, Miles. We right. have an interview to do.
1: All right. Yes. Yeah, so the diner's not closed yet, but we got to uh
5: We got to close down this listener feedback episode. Yes. So
1: thank you for joining us tonight. Send us
5: in your thoughts to the sci fi diner podcast at gmail.com. Call us at one 888 4343 And you too can join the conversation by coming and visiting us at the facebook.com backslash sci-fi diner. And it'll get you there and we'll talk. We'll talk sci-fi, and we would love to hear your thoughts. Let us know what shows you're watching,
1: what movies you're watching, what books you're reading, and we love you guys a lot. So until next time, good night and good luck. We will see you.